Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed, it is. And that's 10 o'clock on this, the very, or I, I almost said the very first. We were off on the very first. This, the second day of the very first month of the year of our Lord, 2020. Thank you so, so much for being with us, our first program of the new year. As I said at the outset of the show, and I'll repeat now, this is the most important year of our lives. And I'm going to repeat it, and I know I kind of said it back in 2016, and I'm going to say it again, probably in 2024. Each and every time there is an opportunity to surrender this great republic, all of its liberties, all of its history, all of its um, it, it's, its greatness, quite frankly, President Trump wants to keep America great again. Every time it is challenged, I'm going to say it's the most important year of our lives. We enter 2020 with all kinds of hope and optimism that we can grow on the prosperity that we have enjoyed and that we have built for ourselves through great leadership and despite ever-increasing obstacles. That's about, that's the truth of the matter is we come into 2020 with all kinds of great hope because we are building off of three years of tremendous economic growth, tremendous military strength and security, a return to what made this country great. Uh, all of these things are happening and they can all be undone with a simple election in November. So it is extraordinarily important for us to do what my friend Larry Elder says every night on his radio program. We have a country to save. And this year is the most important year uh, that we have ever had in order to do that. So uh, I look forward to working with you in that uh, uh, effort over the course of the next 11 months. And uh, we want to start now by bringing back one of our very favorite guests of 2019. He's going to be with us each and every week that his schedule allows in 2020 as well. He's going to help us in this effort to save our great republic. He is Dr. Everett Piper. Dr. Piper is the former president, came to fame, really, uh, when he was president of Oklahoma. Wesleyan University, when he wrote an article and then a book 
um, that uh, just kind of took everybody by storm. Not a daycare was the title of the article that he wrote uh, to his students at uh, Oklahoma Wesleyan, became a book, and now he is a very highly sought-after public speaker. He is a pundit. He remains an author, and he is a weekly columnist for the Washington Times. Dr. Everett Piper, for the first time in 2020, joins us once again. Good morning, Dr. Piper. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Bob. Thanks for having me on. You're such a great guest. You uh, you really you really uh, inspire a lot of people. I get a lot of great responses whenever you come on because of the things that you say are are so very well articulated and such. It, it's really a unique combination. It's such great depth of thought, but yet uh, very easy to understand and digest with the way that you articulate it. And that's what we love having you on for. Several things I want to get your opinion on now, and I want to start, Doctor Piper, with your column, your uh, most recent column for the Times, uh, in which you take a look back at the abolition of man written by c.s lewis and you talk about what the, some of the important questions that he raised in that book um uh, and equate it to adolescent desires today and uh in your sub headline which I, I love feminism socialism tolerance that one is one of my favorites by the way immigration sexuality and the search for truth uh talking about uh this the popular trends uh and how they kind of rule adolescent desires that's your headline uh i want you to give us uh, a little bit more depth on that particularly as it pertains to the abolition of man well it's one of cs lewis's best books everybody needs it's very short it's very quick read everybody needs to read it because it talks about today Lewis was prophetic. He was speaking not only of his time, but he was speaking of today. And he basically argues that we're going to become men without chess, a culture of heartless people where we're divorced from any agreement of what is right and wrong. And isn't that true? Every story in the news, we cannot come to any agreement as to what is good and evil, right or wrong any longer. We are a heartless culture. We are men without chess. We have nothing but a cavity where there should be a passion for what is good and beautiful and true. So I bring up these questions that we're, we will have to face in 2020. Sexuality, what is healthy and best for the body, soul, and family and society? Tolerance, are all worldviews and religions morally equal? Women, is a female a biological fact? And should she have the right to her own bathroom, her own facilities, and sports? Feminism, can you be a feminist? if you deny the reality of the feminine. Socialism, with 100 million already dead at its hands, why are we intent on repeating history? Immigration, can a nation exist if it doesn't have clearly defined and defended borders? Justice, if society rather than God defines what's just, then isn't the concept rather arbitrary and potentially deadly? These are basic questions that we have to answer when we go to the voting booth and when we engage in the public square and debate. These are critical questions for what it even means to be a free people and a free culture and society. Lewis, is, Lewis challenges, as in, in this book and others, where he actually says in The Great Divorce, this is a great one, and I'll take a breath after this, Bob. Sure. This is a great quote. Our opinions were not honestly come by. We simply found ourselves in contact with a certain current of ideas, and we plunged into it because we seemed modern and successful. You know we just started writing the kind of essays that got good marks and saying the kind of things that won applause. Then he goes on. You and I were being, we were playing with loaded, loaded dice. We didn't want the other to be true. And we were afraid of a breach with the spirit of our age. We were afraid of ridicule. 
We allowed ourselves to drift, drift, unresisting, accepting every half-conscious solicitation of our desires. We reached a point where we no longer even believed anything to be true any longer. Again, prophetic. That's exactly where we are as a culture. That describes the Democratic Party and the progressive left. They just want to jump into the current of ideas. They call it woke. They call it politically correct. They call it tolerant. They call it affirming. But if you don't subscribe to that current, that trend, that flow of ideas, then you are verboten. You're unwelcome. You have to jump into that current, and you have to ride with it and agree with it. Otherwise, you somehow should be expelled from culture. It is our job as conservatives to conserve the time-tested truths that allow us to paddle upstream. Dr. Piper, really great um, analysis, as always. Um, I, I want to focus on one of them for a moment and dig a little deeper on this, because I was just so taken aback by the brazenness of it, and that is the part about sexuality and how, again, wokeness and and trendiness and all these other things affect this stuff. There's a magazine, and maybe you've seen this on Twitter, there's a magazine called Teen Vogue. Everybody knows Vogue magazine. It's kind of a fashion magazine, a women's magazine, whatever. Teen Vogue obviously is aimed at teenage women, teenage girls. Let's call them what they are, the young girls. And I would suggest to you that it's primarily 13 to 16-year-olds because 19-year-olds aren't reading Teen Vogue. They're reading a lot more uh, you know, adult stuff. But Robbie Starbuck um, tweeted this and brought this to our attention. He's a, he's a director and a producer, and... He uh, he brought this to our attention on Twitter last week, and I apologize in advance for the language that I'm about to use, but I want to get your thoughts on this, Dr. Piper. Here are a few of uh, Teen Vogue tweets from Christmas Day. Uh, the summary version. White people suck, Antifa is good, and you need to learn about masturbation and anal. I can't wait for them to go out of business. Robbie writes, they're a vile, racist, socialist propaganda outlet who sexualizes kids. He's right. And then he, he actually uh, attached screenshots of the Teen Vogue tweets. And sure enough, it is exactly what he said. Antifa uh, being a positive force growing out of revolutionary politics that aspires to creating a better world, blah, blah, blah. Uh, uh, wh- white people need to be ashamed because of this, that, or the other thing and their privilege. And then the other two are obviously sexual in nature. And they are teaching 13 and 16-year-olds that the, the who read Teen Vogue magazine that this is what you you know how you need to behave. So I guess my my question here for you, Dr. Piper, as it pertains to the question of sexuality that you just discussed, is how do we push back against that when our children are being fed this kind of stuff? And that's just one magazine and their Twitter feed uh, amidst thousands of other of those types of influences. I do think it's winnable. Uh, and so in answer to your question, how? Uh, defend women. Defend girls. Defend the female. Be the classical feminist reclaim the high ground of this particular debate. I do it all the time. Some, sometimes people ask me, well, why are you focusing on defending women rather than men? Well, I'm defending both. But I know if I focus on classical feminism, if I reclaim the high ground of defining a female as a biological fact rather than a fabrication and a fantasy of a dysphoric culture and a dysphoric male, if I defend the dignity of a woman's body, the dignity of a woman's identity, if I say, wait a second, women are real, they're not fantasy, they're not leprechauns, they're not unicorns, women actually exist. I believe in science. I believe in the female. I believe in the biological fact of a woman. And how in the world can you claim to be pro-woman if you deny all those things I just defended? 
If we reclaim the high ground of defending the woman and saying, wait a second, do you actually believe that it is elevating the dignity of young girls to tell them to give in to the male libido to the point where they're celebrating anal intercourse? Do you really believe, do you really believe that that is healthy for women? And let me share with you our own Centers for Disease Control data on sexually transmitted diseases, if you want to argue that that's healthy. 25% of millennial-age females have an STD because we have allowed them to be abused, abused to that extent by the male libido. You defend it. I'm going to be quiet. Dr. Everett Piper, yeah, it's it's graphic and it's it's unbelievable. And and just to uh, follow up on that very quickly, uh, what Robbie Starbuck, who who kind of compiled that, uh, said is true. If a grown man were to write up guides to anal plus masturbation and distribute it to teens and preteens, he'd have a knock at his door from law enforcement because. This is a media outlet with a brand name Vogue in its name. They are okay. This is instructional. This is just free speech and free press. Uh, that, that is, think about that. If a man were to try to do this, he would probably be arrested for some sort of uh, a crime of, mm-hmm. of endangering children. But, uh, but this magazine gets to get away with it. All right, Dr. Piper, we have other topics to get into. I want to talk about, uh, a couple of things with you, and I'll save that, uh, including the Vatican, by the way, and our Pope, the Pope of the Catholic Church. We'll talk about that as we continue on AM 1420, The Answer. It's the Bob France Authority here on AM 1420. The answer. All right, 1022, we continue now with Dr. Everett Piper for his first visit of the new year. Again, Happy New Year to you. I hope you have something really, really wonderful to resolve this year. I, uh, I resolved to help to do my part to protect this great republic. Dr. Piper, um, I want to talk about a couple of religious matters now, and you as an evangelical uh, really uh, would be perfect to speak on the first one. Uh, we all know the Salvation Army. It's an evangelical Christian organization. And uh, there's a story that actually you tweeted about, and I was uh, happy to read on Christmas Eve uh, from the Seattle Times about an 85-year-old bell ringer for the Salvation Army. And I'm going to let you tell the story. Okay. This, this guy's been ringing the bell for the Salvation Army, Army at the Red Kettle in front of the Nordstrom's in uh, Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, I believe he said, 18 years. I might be off on that, but for some period of time. 19. He says he personally has probably raised over $100,000 in ringing that bell. Right. Nordstrom has decided to not allow him to do so any longer because the Salvation Army is offensive. Now, who in the world can be opposed to the Salvation Army? I mean, my goodness, if anybody is out there serving the poor, helping the homeless, helping those who need a leg, a leg up and a place to stay and food to eat. The Salvation has been, our army has been doing it since Booth founded it well over 100 years ago to do that exact thing. In fact, it's the iconic holiday symbol of giving to the poor. But because they have traditional biblical theology, and I would argue not even all that conservative, quite frankly, because the Salvation Army actually doesn't even have a policy against hiring homosexuals. They actually include homosexuals in their employment base, but they still hold as an organization to the biblical concept of one man, one woman is in traditional marriage, as right. well as biblical fidelity when it comes to sexual behavior. Okay? 
They're unacceptable now. They're verboten now. They're being kicked off of the sidewalk in front of Nordstrom's because of that. And the ruse of inclusion and tolerance is exposed again because the left says the reason for all of this, Bob, is because they are offending some of the employees of Nordstrom's because of their theology. And therefore, under the banner of inclusion, we're going to exclude them from our sidewalk. It is just shameful. It's duplicitous. It's nonsense. It exposes the lie of the left again. See, this is why so many of us, you know, and I get very tired of being asked, why are you against the LGBTQ community? Why aren't you supportive of LGBTQ rights? It's not about their rights. It's about when they wish to assert their rights at the expense of mine and the expense of others. And, and, and this is a great example. LGBTQ employees say that the presence of a bell ringer for the Salvation Army raising money for the poor made them feel uncomfortable. Suddenly the poor suffer. The rights of, of these people, this Christian organization to raise money to help people, are taken away because of somebody else feeling like their comfort level has been disturbed here. This is the problem. This is why we call it, or a lot of us call it, the Rainbow Mafia. They strong arm, use strong arm tactics uh, in order to stop other people from living their lives as they see fit, especially when it comes to, as you point out, uh, belief in Christian principles and, and religious tenets, belief in one, uh, you know, biblical principles like one man, one woman, etc. Etc. We have to suffer. So it's not about I'm against somebody who's a member of the LGBTQ community. It is I don't want them forcing their beliefs uh, uh, upon the rest of the culture and forcing us to sacrifice ours. And now the Salvation Army is going to be faced with a choice. Are they going to go the yeah, way of Chick-fil-A, or are they going to stand up to this and say, we're going to continue to keep our religious principles? And that is a key question. I pray and I hope the Salvation Army will stand their ground, because you never bow a knee to the rage mob. It never works. If you bow to the mob, it will never be good enough. They will not be satisfied until they have your head. You never bow a knee to the rage mob. That is an admonition for everybody in the days ahead. You have to recognize that is a mistake, to bow to the mob. Here's, here's another point in agreement with what you just said. Who loses as a result of this stupidity? The homeless lose. The poor lose. The hungry lose. The homeless homosexual loses. The homeless trans guy loses because the Rainbow Mafia has shut down the Salvation Army. It is just like the previous conversation we had before the break. Who loses when the male libido is unleashed? Women and children lose. Who loses when the Rainbow Mafia shuts down the Salvation Army? Gay homosexuals lose because they no longer have the services that the Salvation Army has always provided for them. There isn't one reported case of the Salvation Army ever refusing to give help and assistance to a homosexual or a trans person. Well, not only that, um, and we may be forfeiting one of our other topics here because I'll just follow up on this. Not only that, um, the Salvation Army, according to the article in the Seattle Times that you had tweeted out, uh, points out that the Salvation Army actually had opened a shelter in Las Vegas for transgender individuals intended as a safe space for them. So if you deny these people, or excuse me, this organization, this evangelical Christian organization, the ability to raise money with the Red Kettle campaign, they can't open shelters like this. They are actually hurting themselves or hurting people that they propose to be standing up for. And they don't care. That's the point. Under the banner of sexual licentiousness, that's all they want. They want license to have whatever kind of sex and push whatever kind of sex and promote whatever kind of sex. They are fixated on sex. And under the banner of sexual licentiousness, they will hurt 
the homeless person who needs the assistance of the Salvation Army. They will hurt the very people that they can't claim to be representing because right. that's not what they're about. They're about power. They aren't about the principle of serving people. Dr. Piper, 90 seconds on the uh, leadership of the Catholic Church, the Pope and the Vatican. The Pope, in his uh, Christmas sermon, uh, uh, three different times spoke out uh, in favor of migrants' rights, etc. He has, of course, multiple times talked about tearing down walls and essentially telling the United States they have to open their borders to everybody who wants to come in for any reason, and that's the the, the right way to do it. Uh, then, uh, in addition to that, he had a bit of a, a, a little bit of a tussle with somebody in an appearance that he just made. You probably saw the video of him pulling his hand away from somebody who just wanted to touch him uh you know his eminence and uh he slapped her hand and angrily pulled himself away and later had to issue an apology and then finally this is again another story that i became aware of because of you and the american conservative you tweeted about this at the vatican's christmas pop concert instead of worshiping the lord they featured um uh, uh an indigenous woman from latin america who said we should worship the earth uh not that there's anything wrong with loving the earth god gave us this earth but it's a very different thing to worship it can you go ahead and speak on that Okay, if the Pope wants to have a world without walls, tear down his own. If the Pope wants to have a United States southern border without security and enforcement, then get rid of your own security detail and stop slapping the hands of people that touch you. In other words, be consistent. It's not biblically consistent. It's not theologically consistent. It's not logically consistent. We need to have an honest conversation about what it means to be a free culture, a free nation, and defined by borders that are secure. It's nonsense to suggest otherwise. And with regard to the syncretism suggested in this earth worship ceremony at the Vatican, oh my land, we need to take a whole show to discuss that, because that is not Christianity. Christianity is an exclusive faith. It is not one that embraces everything as the same path to the same God up the same mountain. That's nonsense. That Wow, you did that in less than 90 seconds because I took a few of those to ask the question. That was impressive, but you're right. We could spend an entire half an hour on that subject about the leadership of the Church and uh, and what the Vatican has done. But uh, very well done, Dr. Don, Dr. Piper. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, we bring in 2020 the way we left 2019 with outstanding words from Dr. Everett Piper. We appreciate your time, sir. Blessings, and again, Happy New Year. Thank you, Doctor. Dr. Everett Piper on AM 1420, The Answer, brings us to the news, and we are guest-free the rest of the way. So if you were on hold before, get back on hold now, 216-901-0945, and we'll put you on the radio on AM 1420, The Answer. Ten thirty-seven. We continue on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Our first program of twenty twenty. Thanks for being with us. I have um, getting back to the presidential politics, if you will, that um, I believe is is uh, what is required of us on a daily basis to help protect and preserve this republic. We need to make sure that we elect President Donald Trump for another four years this November, and it will not be a November effort. It will be a January, February, March, all the way through effort. We have to do this on a daily basis. And to that end, it's funny. Coincidentally, I suppose Robbie Starbuck is who I featured in my conversation with uh, Dr. Piper, who made us aware of this Teen Vogue magazine, uh, disgusting... um, uh, I'm trying to figure out the, way, the best way to describe what this does to children, this attempt to indoctrinate children with this sexualized ideology in 2020. Uh, Robbie Starbuck also did this, so he's been doing great work. He's a director and a producer. And what Robbie did was he compiled 
10 pages of Trump accomplishments in three years. Um, Things that he has accomplished through his own political policy, his own savvy, his own skill, but more importantly, despite the best efforts of the Democrat Party and some never-Trumpers in his own party in the Congress to obstruct him and his agenda. Ten pages of Trump accomplishments that are single-spaced. I I went ahead and committed ten pages of my own paper and printing to this um, because I want to be able to refer to it as the year goes on. And I would highly suggest that you do the same thing. I tweeted it, I retweeted it, rather, and I'm going to put it on my Facebook page as well. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at France Radio, F-R-A-N-T-Z Radio, all one word, no spaces, no underscores. Print this and read it. And I'm, I, the reason I printed it rather than just save it as a digital copy is because I want to highlight on it some of the more important ones. And I want to be able to refer to whenever I get in discussions and debates, on air or off, with people about the direction of this country under Donald J. Trump. And i got to tell you, this is staggering, the number of things that he has been able to accomplish beyond what we always just say. He cut taxes. He deregulated businesses so that businesses could grow and thrive without government interference and obstruction. And it's worked, of course. We, and we can sit here and list all of the job numbers, but this is so much more than just that. Ten pages, single-spaced. And as he points out, Robbie uh, Starbuck does, who compiled this, um, if you wish to verify, search the keywords of any one accomplishment in these 10 pages, and you will find the sources to back it up. An example, uh, search a bill name that he listed here, plus Trump, and you'll get sources to back up each and every one of these, uh, indicating they are true, they are verifiable. Uh, despite working as a director and producer in Hollywood, says Robbie Starbuck, who has directed Oscar-winning actors and won Best Video Awards, he said, I have a duty to my country first, even if it hurts my career. The truth has to be spread about what he's done for our country, and I want my kids to be able to know that I stood up for what I believed in. That's why I'll be voting for Trump again in 2020. Keep America great, and feel free to follow me on Twitter, as he says. And uh, and he goes on, print this list, distribute it among your neighbors, friends, family, and door-to-door. If you have the time to talk to voters, let them know what our president has done in only three years, while the media, the Democrat Party, and Hollywood have fought him at every turn. I cannot stress enough with the media working against us, we have to do what we can to spread good work, uh, the good work that this administration has done. When most people see the list, they just can't believe that the news has told them so little about what our president has accomplished. Thank you for reading Robbie Starbuck. Robbie Starbuck, thank you for, like you said, putting your own career in Hollywood in jeopardy to tell the truth and to spread the truth and to help save this republic. That has got to be the theme of 2020. It's not just vote Trump and keep America great. It is. Save this republic. Uh, back to the phones. We have a lot of people who have been on hold a while, including TJ in Cleveland. TJ, thanks for waiting through. Go right ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, you know, uh, Bob, my neighborhood is made up of, I guess, predominantly libtards. Mm-hmm. And I got a kick out of it walking around this December. They're all giddy about this mild weather. I mean, they're just giddy about it. So, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, well, wait a minute, they're against global warming. But they're just absolutely, you know, enamored with the, 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 these warm temperatures and stuff. So I like throwing it back in their court, the ball, and I tell them, you know, hey, you know, this is wonderful. You get a suntan in the winter. You're golfing on Christmas Day. I says, you know, this global warming's a wonderful thing. And, you know, they just look at you like with a blank stare. Now, how can you have it both ways? They love it on one side, 
and on the other side, they're against it. I mean, it just shows the hypocrisy and the and the idiocracy of uh, you know the left. Yeah, well, you're right, and that's exactly what they are. They are hypocrites and they are idiots. I wish we could find a way to combine those two terms and call them hip, hip idiots, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but you're exactly right, and I'm glad you did it, TJ, and I'm glad you called on the first show of 2020 as well. I hope you're going to be with us all year long. I know sometimes you like to take breaks, and you got to do that sometimes for your mental health and sanity, but I'm glad you got in early. I'm going to need your help as we fight this fight to defend this great republic. Thank you, my friend. Barb in Parma next. Hi, Barb. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, and Happy New Year, Bob. Thank you, you for know, your patience, by the way, Barb. I know you've well, been there a while. Not a problem. Uh, not a problem. I, You know, this blue bag issue is inconsequential as it sounds. It's just that little blue bag. It, it's just amazing what county council... How long has county council been in existence? And and I don't know, what is their... Well, since all the commissioners went to jail. <laughs> since DeMora <laughs> went to jail. How long has that been now? It's got to be about, <laughs> what, 10, 10, 11 years? But, yeah, and that's when county council, they, they came in and picked up just where a lot of the Democrats left off. And I think, what did you say, there's three Republicans that are were not for this. And my question is, what happens when this has not even been knocked down in the Senate down in Columbus, which they expect it will be, and then when the governor does, when he signs the ban, the ban... Uh, how how what happens at that point? Is it then up to the the like the giant eagles and the the other people to go out and buy their own bags as they've done right along, and still you know go back to issuing plastic bags? I, I that's this, a great question. This <laughs> this this area is going to look like San Francisco pretty soon if people don't have the proper and they're going to buy them. They're going to go out and buy them. So regardless of what regardless of what county council is trying to put through and i think they're a bunch of airheads um they just they don't understand that plastic has been around when they decided that they were taking too many trees down how do you make paper bags you've used trees <laughs> exactly and, and and there's no other way to do it the and and it's going even even the rubbish uh republic their brochure that they put out it says that Household garbage must be bagged. What are you going to bag it in? Brown right. bag? It's not, brown bag? It's it? Not yeah, going to put garbage in in brown bags? You know, it's just going to lead to more. It's going to lead to more purchases of of plastic bags. We need That's plastic right. bags, and and, and they're, they're going to be they're going to be new one time use as opposed to these blue bags that are multiple time uses because again we use exactly. them for so many different things. Exactly, they're, they're actually defeating their own their own their own effort here. But they don't see that. They don't see beyond their nose. <laughs> and, and I think there's 11 on the county council, and I don't understand why county council has to speak for every every city within the county. I mean, somebody gave them a lot of power, and somebody needs to take it away from them. But the other thing is, in the news this weekend, there was some, and I don't recall the city and what they were arguing about or not arguing, but the residents of the city came into council meeting, and they all held up their little, probably 8 by 10 or 9 by 12 little placards that said, uh, we want our vote to be heard. Uh, maybe those were not the exact words, but they wanted to vote on the issue that was being discussed. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, there's a prime example of a community that's standing up to their their powers to be, saying that this is going to change the community in a way that the residents of that community don't like. 
Well, that's uh, that's very well said, Barb, and I'm, and I'm so glad you brought all of this up. Great points all the way around. Way around. The, uh, the idiocy and the hypocrisy of those who are trying to say that uh, not using these plastic grocery bags is going to help the environment. It's going to cut down on the use of plastics. It's only going to increase. People are going to have to buy new plastic bags to use for the cleanup things and the other. I mean, again, it's a recyclable product insofar as it is constantly being recycled and reused by people every time they bring. What do you do with your plastic bags when you bring them home from the grocery store? We have a cub, uh, uh, cupboard uh, section, part of our one shelf of one of our cupboards uh, that is just stuffed to the gills with those plastic bags. And we use them constantly. We use them for kitty litter. I know uh, other people uh, use it for, to clean up after the dogs. We use it for our smaller garbage cans. We carry them and uh, carry uh, so many different things of them wherever we, whenever we need uh, something to carry. They're reused. And if they're not there, we're going to have to go buy them. And those are going to be single-use as opposed to these, which are going to be multiple use. So, you know, it, it, it really just makes no sense whatsoever. But this is what, quite frankly, short-sighted, simple-minded, uh, uh, oftentimes ignorant and too educated for their own good, liberal Democrats do. This is what they do. And that's what the Cuyahoga County Council is all about. Thank you so much for that call, Barb. We're going next to um, Sagamore Hills. That's where Marilyn is on AM 1420, The Answer. Marilyn, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Happy New Year. Good morning. Happy New Year. I love your show. I love the way you promote Trump. Uh, I just wanted to make a quick comment on uh, the Pope. I'm a um, practicing Catholic. I have a couple problems with some of his ideas. Mm-hmm. And I watched the video of the slapping, and he looked like he lost his balance. And I think he just kind of uh, had an adrenaline, bad adrenaline rush, and he slapped her. I don't know. But I just I looked at his time. face. Uh, to me, um, Marilyn, um, he was angry. <laughs> he was mad. I didn't think feel like he lost his balance. I, I feel like you know he was he was walking by and he was touching mm-hmm. and shaking hands with people all along that mm-hmm. little fence line, and he started to pull away. Like, okay, I'm done touching people and shaking hands now. I'm but this way it was right before he got to this woman who was like, no, I want to touch the Pope. So she reaches out and touches his hand and pulls him over, and she just kind of holds his hand and and. He was mad. He was like, I'm done touching you guys now. I'm starting to move away for a reason, and I can understand that. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing I said to some people in my family about this, Marilyn, and I'll say it on live radio. If a celebrity had done such a thing, if a quarterback who's popular with his fans had slapped the hand away of a fan who was trying to shake hands as he was in the process of shaking hands and greeting other fans, that person Mm -hmm. would be called all kinds of names for being out of touch with the common fan, you know, he thinks he's so important, et cetera, et cetera. If a, if a Hollywood actor had slapped the hand away of a fawning fan at a red carpet appearance or something, we would rightly condemn them for being incredibly rude to the people who pay them to watch them work. Now we're talking about the leader of the Catholic Church, a man who is supposed to be the most, you know, forgiving and understanding and compassionate person. He's the leader of our church. Rather than understanding this woman just wants to touch holiness, wants to touch, you know, the pontiff for crying out loud, he slaps her as if she was just some sort of a nuisance and an annoyance. I found it very, very distasteful for the leader of my church to behave in such a way. Oh, I, now I kind of see it differently. But I just thought he was—he was afraid he was going to fall, and then he just got kind of, uh, you know, 
Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think it was fear of falling. I, I really do. I think it was annoyance and anger. It's like, look, I've touched enough of you commoners now. I'm getting, moving away. Leave me mm-hmm. alone. Uh, and, and, and like I said, I do understand. Sometimes you just want to get away. Okay. I've, 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 I've done, you know, and Marilyn, I'm going to let you go mm-hmm. here so I can get into a personal story. Okay. Thanks for the call. God bless. Um, I make public appearances. Now, uh, please don't try to, <laughs> this isn't me comparing myself to anybody important. I'm not. Okay, I'm not. I'm still, let me state that for the record. I am so unimportant, it's not even uh, possible to, to express. However, because I have a platform, because I speak publicly every day on the, these airwaves, and because people know me, I do have people who want to engage me uh, and whenever I go to public appearances. And there are times when I have to move away. I do. I have to get away because if I don't, I'm going to be stay, I'm going to be forced to stay there, engaged in multiple. They'll line up multiple conversations with multiple people for indeterminate periods of time, and a, and a one hour appearance becomes a two and a half hour appearance if I don't politely say I have to go. I have to move away now. Now that's just me, little tiny local public figure that some people know. And some people might want to, you know, pull me aside and talk with. And, and, and again, I enjoy it because I love people and I love the people who listen to this show. But there are times where I have to say, okay, I appreciate it. Love you, but I got to move on now. I've got to get somewhere. Okay. Thank you. Please understand without me looking like a rude jerk. And sometimes I'll avoid the crowd altogether so that I don't have to be the rude jerk when I eventually pull away. So I get it. When the Pope is, is shaking hands down this line, there comes a point where I have to move away now. But to issue such a strong rebuke of a woman who simply wanted to, to do what others were doing there, and that is touch the hand of, of the leader of the Roman Catholic Church in a feeling that it would bless her or whatever the, you know, the, the, the feeling is, to slap her, to slap her hand, rather than to just pull away gently and say, I must go. And to do it with such a sneer on his face of anger and contempt, I found it very, very distasteful and very problematic. I, our, our Pope is a different kind of Pope, I think, right now. And um, I'm not necessarily a fan of some of the things that I see. Far be it for me to judge. He's the leader of the church to which I belong. But I I do feel that that was inappropriate. And, I've, and I, I appreciated the fact that he apologized later, but it really should never have come to that. Thank you for the call. God bless. I will uh, go right back to more calls after this. Bob France, here on AM 1420. The Answer. To get we live. All right, time to get our last two phone calls on the air before the end of the first show of 2020. By the way, hopefully everybody is on board with saying 20 now instead of 2000. I've been on board since 2010, or actually since the end of, of, of 2009. It was cumbersome to say 2009, but I've been saying 2010, 2011 ever since. And every time I hear people say 2000, no, it's time to move on. It's the 20 now, and hopefully 2020 makes it easier for everybody. Bo is in Cleveland. Hi, Bo, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, Bob. Yeah, uh, there's something that people have, may have not thought of. I called Sonny Simon's office. Of course, they didn't return. I spoke with Dale Miller on this about six months ago on this uh, blue bag business. But in San Francisco, they did that about a year ago. 
They banned the bags. Guess what happened? People started bringing their own bags in because they were going to be charging for other bags. Guess what happens in those bags? They stew in your car, and uh, salmonella poisonings went up 40% within three months. So now you have this to think about. In the wintertime, that's one thing. In the summertime, you're going to have people keeping their bags in the car. What, are you going to wash them every single time? Now you're going to be using hot water and detergent and polluting even more than you would with these damn bags. And then I drove uh, 480 from North Olmsted through Parma all the way up. I counted like three whole bags on the, on the street. None of them were blue bags. And then they were, you know, either a paper cup or something like that. So I'm wondering, where is this crisis that we're having with these bags fluttering and flying throughout our neighborhoods that we, you know, that we have to put up fencing to catch these bags? Because these people are the lemmings because San Francisco did it. We've got to do it. And That's this, exactly another it. point. Yeah. And then another quick point with uh, you, what do you have? Uh, not not. Uh, what's the name of the uh, store that banned uh, the Salvation Army? I think people should give oh, them uh, a call. Uh, say you're not going to be shopping. Nordstrom's. Nordstrom's. Because you know what, May Company will do it. I mean, you know, uh, Macy's will do it. They follow like lemmings because they just don't want any controversy. They're spineless, and a few people at work will dictate to what the rest of the public wants to do. These people are morons. They're lemmings jumping off a cliff every time. Bo, maybe the best call of 2020 so far. (laughs) And I know it's only two hours old, but it may be the best call of the year. Thank you. Great stuff on both uh, issues. Donnie and Euclid's going to wrap it up for us. Donnie, i got 40 seconds. They're yours. Good morning, Bob. I just wanted to say I distinctly remember how they were, that these stores, they got rid of plastic of a paper bag because they said that it would be a waste of trees. And now this, I wonder what it's going to be next. Well, that's a great point. That's what we've been talking about. Thank you, Donnie. God bless you. I, pre- I hope I uh, wish you a very happy and healthy and prosperous 2020, my friend. Uh, but yeah, we've been talking about that. You know, they, they want it both ways. First, it's no, no paper. It's too many trees. Use plastic. Now it's no plastic. Hurts the environment. Use paper. But you have to pay for the paper. So, uh, never mind. Thanks so much for the calls. Thanks so much for the great conversation. It's good to be with you for another year. We're back tomorrow. Have a great day. Silence.